Hello guys, welcome to another episode of the One About Nothing podcast. As in, in the midst of this cold Thursday night, the fact that I have to drag myself to do this is, is testament to how important you guys are. I guess like like they say, we move, I think we proceed then. Um, at least I don't have an empty house today. I have, let me just back from his four weeks sabbatical. Even if he's, or is it six weeks? I don't even know how long he has taken off. Well, he's back. His babies have allowed him. They've given him his stuff you know, in game free. I'm a, I'm a man of God. Uh, we don't do that here. Good evening, guys. <laughs> you say? Good evening, guys. And it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be back on the show. Mm. Um, please back to uh, I think it's only about the guys like one month, but it's not as bad as a limit. A limit is once within the standards. Uh, well, I think my problem is again that Nigeria will happen to you, and at this point, I if they are cyber terrorists in Nigeria, I actually pity them because imagine they are threatening the country that yeah, if you don't do something, our blackmail, your blackmail is that if you don't do something, we will we'll crash a power grid. If not, there are power grid, power grid is crashed already now. So, what are you? <laughs> What are you pressing us with again? And there was no way I could I could miss this this week's episode because it's one thing to watch around board. It's another thing to watch around board during Ramadan. And that's what Memory <laughs> and Villarreal did. That's what Memory and Villarreal did this week. Like, <laughs> like that was extraordinary. Okay. okay, I don't even know if the Nigerian power system is automated over you can crash the grid from outside because even those running they just they just call them in the middle of the night and be like, ah. So I don't want to get to be hacked from outside I'm not able to say anything because at this point just like eh, it's like I think for me it's, it's very appalling that uh, it's almost like it's automated. Uh, Mm. Yeah, but the, the irony of all of all of this was for me, even when people were complaining about the grid, we somehow mysteriously stared light in a, in Akure, which is weird for somewhere that is in, quite you know, you know the you know the thing is that the way um power works is there are generation companies and there are distribution companies. If the grid collapses, Nigeria you can't really store power, you can't preserve power. If you generated power, it has to be distributed. So the possibility is that even the grid might have collapsed, but you guys, the power has been distributed, like, okay, by giving it to a career, blah, 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 and the power has stay. So there's always that possibility. So there's also the possibility that, oh, we call it last day, generally, and everybody could just stay outside. Like, like growing up, everybody just outside their house, looking at each other, like, we're fun. So, no, 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 Speaking about Nigeria, it was, I don't want to say it was surprising, anyway, but it was funny. Queen when woke up on Monday morning and ah, the VP decided to give a statement, declare for presidency. And the way he spoke, initially I felt like, okay, we probably, we probably wouldn't say much, we'll just move on. But when I started talking about the fact that, okay, where the, where the current president is taking us to, we take us there. I'm not going, we're just going to Yeah, <laughs> we finish what they have started. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you mean do what? <laughs> don't finish anything. No, don't even bother at yourself at all. So when, when I listened to the speech, when I watched the entire video, I felt like I talked too much. For those that don't know, I don't care who wins. But the fact that he is going to stop a certain 80-year-old man from having a smooth sailing is interesting to me already. So I don't mind that he's contesting. But 
Funny, I felt like that speech was yes, you don't want to um how do I put it, talk down on the president and say he didn't do anything, but there are better ways of handling him instead of calling him a patriot, one that's fought for peace, blah blah blah, that's an amazing job. We're not blind now. Is the way they are treating us if we are some kind of babies, like as if, as if we, have, we have not been in the same country for the past eight years or so. Like, well, don't worry, um, we can continue for where he left off. He did not live off anywhere, so he took us back. Are you taking us back again? And the funny thing is that the MD, um, the fact that he's running against a so called 80 year old man, and then that, that man's newspaper, um, the nation, I started, I started smearing somebody already. So, <laughs> hello, can you hear me? Go on. Yes, we can hear you. We can hear. You. I can hear you, sir. Yeah, I said the Go funny on. thing is that um, he's running. He's going to run in the primaries against Tinubu probably. And Tinubu's paper, the nation is already started start to smear Osibaji already. Like ah, APC didn't do anything now. And I'm like, hey, no, you, you want to run with the same APC now? So what's happening? <laughs> what's happening here? <laughs> like, is, are you know the national leader of the party? I'm saying he didn't do anything. Like, bread, Nigerian politicians are so fickle. Cool. I remember in 2019 when. Um, yeah, it was a quiet bomb. Aquabio became, um, how do I put it? It, it decamped early 2019 from PDP to APC. Then he went to Aquabio to campaign against PDP. And he was telling people that PDP was governor here for eight years and he didn't do anything. He was the he governor. He, he was the governor. I don't know. I think maybe, maybe I think that maybe they believe that once they defect, there will be like a reset button in their head. So all the things that happened in the past, it didn't happen anymore again. And then just just move on. Like, like I don't get it. You were the governor, and you said um, PDP a party, certain party didn't do anything for eight years. Blah blah blah. They should not vote them in again. I'm like, dude, you were the person. Like, what do you mean by you a party? Just say I didn't do anything for eight years. What do you mean by a certain party? No, Are I, you saying that the party? I I, I feel I feel well, one of the major reasons is because they, they I'm very sorry to say this, but they they can measure the gullibility of Nigerians, and they know that anything they actually say would still fly. So it's easy to say trash when you know that there's no consequence for your trash talking. But if you if you knew there was the consequence, at least you would you would give us the courtesy of even thinking before talking, because. <laughs> The the old I used to enjoy the old charade, the old shenanigans um, that precedes their campaign. Uh, they said your son is contesting. Say I have no son that is old enough to contest. <laughs> then the other one said I have no father that is, that is <laughs> I have no father that is that, that is within the age of contesting. So it's, I just love the drama. I love the I love the intrigue that comes with it. So it's just something to just. Used to while away time, so instead of being depressed and all of that, so you can just can just have a good laugh. Well, but now there's something maybe Bolly should would have been the better person to ask this question. When VP says he's not a member of APC Lagos, but a member of APC, you know, what's the difference? I, I don't want to. It's just again. It's just people that say I don't drink alcohol. Only smell of like. Uh, well done. We <laughs> <laughs> are the same person. I don't know which one. Trying to, uh, he's not a member of APC. So are you? Do people have factions or you are, you are separated into stuff? Like what? Which which game are you playing? <laughs> um, even from Nigerian politics, before the while I read the whole time. Um, I don't know if you saw David Rudin's report on a certain African. Tech company 
and you're wondering, okay, as I last week or two weeks ago, we had the whole discussion regarding horrible bosses and some of the things that they've done. Or was it three weeks ago we had a discussion regarding horrible bosses and what have you? Then we saw this particular report now regarding plotter wave, some sexual misconduct, sexual harassment, um, corruption charges, and jam politicians do this or do that, and what have you. You know what? Just take me through your mind when you read this report. I didn't really read the report because I'm not a fan of them in the first place. Like, but a lot of the issues have been circulating or rather. So from the bits I saw, especially the harassment stuff from Flutterway, like harassing employees, like the promise uh, employees also benefit and so and so, and they didn't pay them. So suddenly they're harassing them. And you can tell, oh yes, typical corporation stuff. So those, um, if your company is valued at so, so below because you're not paying your work at, obviously. So, and again, the same, the same music is playing out. So, wow. LMJ, it seems like, I don't want to say um, it's to take a loan, but it seems like startups in Nigeria have a way of misbehaving or going wayward. Is it, is it the function of the fact that our labor laws are very, very bad? Or sometimes, you know, if you start this, this, this tech startup, it's not a startup company now, and your idea makes sense, it's easy to get investors to come on board to drop a few thousand dollars or a million dollars with both of you. I think before Brad says something, I, I want to think that startups in Nigeria are terrible. Like, if you start, if you, you do everything. Like, you do marketing, you do sales, you, you do everything, and they will underpay you. And again, I think it's a labor loss, but I think Brad will definitely continue. See, I, I, I'm I sorry to say this, but I don't even think it's anything with labor loss. I think, I don't know why we still have lawyers in this country. Like, I, I think we can just scrap, we can just scrap the profession in this country. There's no law at all. Labor law, shit law, uh, commercial law, uh, anything law. <laughs> As in, it's a lawless country, so it's very easy for you to for you to see why some things happen. Like in a very in a very sane environment, some things should not even happen at all. Like legit insider training, uh, trading. If you are very close to these guys, you will know that it is the order of the day in this country. Like it has people, like people buying. I'm I'm very sorry to say this, and if MTN wants to sue me, they should come and sue me. But at least that would make me more popular. You know, people <laughs> buying MTN shares before major announcements in the media that would pump up the stock price and stuff like like things that would would legitly get you like 10, 20 years in prison in prison. And now, as like it's proper like prison offense, like you're supposed to be behind bars. Like it's just like it's normal. normal. Like, yes. So and yeah, it's just like um, it's just normal thing now. It's just normal thing. You're putting you're putting workers with the promise of stocks that you will never fulfill. That we all know you will never fulfill. Maybe except the ones you are sleeping with anyway. So like things that are just appalling to hear, like things that are even eking to the years and stuff like that. So I, I feel the most annoying part is whenever I think of the white and black, I used to see them wearing near you and the way they are. The way they will not, the way they, I guess, will be doing a call at us. I, you should just clap you know, and I think, to honest, I think you can definitely understand Brad's frustration because even if laws are passed, they are not enforced. They are like, not enacted. Like there's not like you, you think that, okay, this company, like twenty million, like, 
for like 11 years later, they have still not paid it. Like, who is now enforcing it? What's not the point of the law in the first place? See, see, if you want to know how bad things are in Nigeria regarding maybe stuff like this, even take because whether you like it or not, companies like Bolt or Uber, like in that atmosphere, are tech companies too. Because I remember when there was always this issue, there's always this constant complaint regarding boats and their drivers. And rather than boats coming out to say, okay, you know what, we'll find the corporates involved and we'll find a way to punish them, we'll find a way to do better. They will hire PR that come and say boats is safe, that will counter the problem. They won't solve the problem. They will hire PR to go nullify the problem. As you are shouting on Twitter that, oh, my friend got harassed by a boat driver today, blah, blah, blah. How do I put it? Somebody else is saying the lie. They had somebody <laughs> as PR. Yeah. That, that's not, that's not uh, anything against both or what have you. Yes, I've taken both more, more than I can count and they are safe. But those the first that I have taken them so many times and I've experienced only one or two issues doesn't mean that people don't experience harassment or other issues every day. Like, yes, I know I've taken them and I've experienced those. So it's the same thing. I remember um, a friend of mine saying yesterday that if Flutterwave was a company in the U.S., of course, it's registered in the U.S., but if those guys, like, were generally in the U.S., it would be, like, they might have been arrested already. But who cares? Like, these things happen in Nigeria, like you get, both of you mentioned. Um, away from that, I know the Lakers are not in the NBA playing, but let me just, the playing is happening and the fight has been fired. But whatever it is... What Barcelona which we had no business being in that place. It's more when you learn to It's more that causes trouble. We didn't want to play, play, play. Him. We just wanted to enjoy ourselves and go back home. But the Lakers <laughs> can't win basic games. Can't win basic people. But the funniest part of the playing so far has to be the fact that as soon as the Timberwolves defeated the Clippers on Tuesday, Patrick Beverly just went bonkers. He was, he just went, he was celebrating like they just won a title. And I'm wondering what is going on here. Did I miss something? Like. Winning the play doesn't mean you have suddenly won the championship. I, ah, but I wouldn't really know. Like uh, Kai Avi said, he said it's not easy to be to be to be in the playoffs. So I guess everybody is now making a big deal out of just being average. <laughs> oh good! I make the big a big deal to be being average or not cool. Um. So far, at least, no major shocks. The Nets defeated the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Cavaliers still have to face um, the Atlanta Hawks for a position, while the Pelicans have to face the Clippers for the final position in the West as well. Is it the case of, okay, the Clippers have for George, they have all these players, they probably get past the Pelicans, or the Pelicans can find a way to upset the others and make it in the playoffs? Um, I think on paper, you say the Clippers can, the Clippers will have enough about them to get past the Pelicans. But again, if the Clippers really had enough about them, they would not be in the play in the first place. So, I, we, 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 should, we definitely should not discard anything like this because nobody will be, I think nobody will be surprised if the Clippers go out. I, think, I don't think anyone will be. Ah. See, for those that have been, that have been shouting, in, they were shouting in the first leg, that, oh my God, why let's come and do this so bad? Right, people that are like, oh my god, this anti football, they should not have done this, they should be, they they should be punished, they should be fined, they should be killed, their coach should be arrested, their president jailed. What they did is anti football, it should never happen again in football. I just think it was just somebody that checked his head, but who could do anything to me? What do you want to do for me? 
but this even the second leg itself, then the 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 irony about football is when we go to the second leg yesterday, for major part of the second leg, it felt like Guardiola looked at Simeone and said, You know what, I will copy your tactics. Do you understand? Me, very well. So don't call me Tiki Taka. Like, how would you describe the second leg in the not here yesterday? I, I, I think I, I, at least before, before I proceed and I forget, I have to say this. Uh, English, English, English pundits, they are the worst of the bunch. I just have to let that out. So, <laughs> that's that's of the way. That out of the anyway, way, I think. <laughs> that, that out of the way, I think. I think it just comes like it goes without saying that a, a team or a manager and his team is supposed to do whatever it takes to get the best mm-hmm. out of the team, irrespective of how he deems fit to go about it. So, the English media always painting a style of football as anti-football or because it does not suit their narrative. Is is pure bullocks, and it's something that I think I've gotten used to in the last four or five years. So it's just it's just it's just interesting to see that finally Guardiola knows how to win a game, and <laughs> he's not just going to keep berating everybody and say, "Eh, really beautiful, eh, Oga, you play whatever you have to play." Who the who would have? They were all talking about how they were surprised between Atletico Madrid plays. The fact remains that. I doubt if Rio Ferdinand has ever seen Atletico Madrid's game outside the Champions League. So, and because he had the illustrious career in United, does he qualify him to be, does he make him qualify to talk about football and set a standard for how football should be played? I don't agree with that. So, I think Simeone, and why, it's obvious that he's the highest paid manager, and for a yes, good reason. Mm. Yes, and he showed that yesterday. So it, it was just quite unfortunate that they didn't make it through. I was I was very very impressed with yesterday's match. Uh, I guess Arambo is for everybody now. As in Tiki Taka, Jaume, any as in all the, all the places like Villarreal, even Real Madrid. There was no um, Silky lesbian. It is not. It's, this is Europe. It's knockout. Let's just knock you out and go. And I think it's even more telling with Villarreal. Actually, even Man City and. Athletic, of course. In the final twenty minutes, Manchester must knew that they could not, they can't, they could not play their way after that. They have to scrap. Like the game's massive, dirty tactics, holding, general flow, greedy, stunting opponent. That they had to, they had to get down the more and get dirty as well. Like, and to an extent, I feel like it's actually beneficial to Manchester. Like they will look back to it and be okay. Yes, we've been playing well, one then, football, but we can't. If, but we should scrap now. Sorry to interrupt you, but if City have done all these things, like why is the report suddenly feel like oh, what well, I had to come at the GGS today was so bad? They kept the they, they didn't play football at all at some point. They're the ones that were being rough or being ill disciplined or ill mannered. I think as as Bryce said, is is media is definitely media nonsense. Like because I remember twenty fourteen when. Uh, Moises United played um, Guardiola's Bayern. And when United scored, mm. the media was like, you see, Tiki Taka is not the best. It's, some people, it's the goal that matters. Okay, so okay, now it's the goal that matters. It's the goal that matters. Now it's not. When Chelsea went to Newcamp and defended with, with, with 10 men behind the... 
people because they know that if Chelsea come back, they will be they will get sliced apart. Again, and he's playing to us. You can't be open against Man City. And Atlet come and knew what they were going to do. And to an extent, they were unlucky not to even get to extra time. Because they knew that. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I, was, I was certain that that's the second leg they were going to give it everything. And they did. Uh, that, that second leg, yesterday's second leg just felt like perhaps they lacked quality in the final third to just, to just get it. Like, like why, why Real Madrid can boast of players like um, Benzema and Modric who can turn it on despite the fact that they are having a bad game. Players who just need half a chance or something, or an opening to create opportunities. Atleti didn't seem to have that. But when they're sticking with Chelsea, after Tuku said, you know what is over, we're done, we're out of the tie, blah, blah, blah. Thank you very much, everybody. Yes, they're eventually out, but should he have said that? Like, I think we probably said that to like lower expectation and take the burden of the players. And he could say it worked because. Honestly, they were the better. They were the better side in the second leg, in mm-hmm. particular. But the problem is that Real Madrid don't necessarily have to be the better side. They can be rubbish and still beat you because for the, the quarter final and the the quarter final and the last sixteen against PSG, it probably only been good for like fourteen minutes combined, and it was enough for. That's like you can tell. Okay, yes, they have individual quality. They have there's the narrative about it. They have the desire. I'm not sure it's sustainable against Man City in the semi final, but. Like the narrative is there, the storyline is there behind them. Like there's this mentality in Champions League, no matter what happens. And Chelsea were very unlucky. Like even the disallowed goals, the missed chances, they were very unlucky. They probably should have finished that game. After after seven after seventy minutes, that game should have been done. But it's it's the thing with Real Madrid. You have to credit Chelsea, but there's something about Real Madrid that just will not die. Even even those three Champions League uh, wins in Euro, they were not there was nothing special about them. They were just winning, just won. And that was, and that's the same thing now. Well, I'm I'm sure Pochettino is somewhere looking at Aceloti wondering why won't you just die? Like why can't <laughs> you just die? Just die. No, but ah, okay. Um, Kuli mentioned earlier the Villarreal surprise Bayern. Like in Brighton, was it a case of Bayern looking at it like, oh, it's Villarreal, no problem, no worries, no worries. We don't need to stress ourselves. No too much training, just flexing vibes. We we, we show up, we fuck things up, and we move on. Yeah, I think I think it was um, a lack of or they just lost focus in the first leg in the sense that when they were drawn against Villarreal, I'm very sure the the mood in the camp was relaxed. Like it's Villarreal, we, we shouldn't have a tough time against them. And then they went into the first leg and they played absolute bullocks. Like they played nonsense. I must be sincere with you. Like I saw the game and I was infuriated with a lot of the things they were doing on and off the pitch. Like, on and off the ball, rather. Their movements was not sharp enough. Their passes were not coordinated. Their build-up play was was shaky. And they would have wished that they got a goal in, in Spain. And I guess that was their undoing because Sunny was playing his heart out, his ball was not connected, or his team was not in sync with his... Um, passes so this didn't just work out in the first leg and it proved to be critical in the old tie as well. So yeah. is it can you blame Naguzman for this or face the fact that okay Bayern are perhaps getting a bit older? I think they are, I think they are getting a bit older. I don't really think I could blame Naguzman for this because like this second leg they were much better. But but I think Bayern have this problem whereby if 
aside their first team, they're not really that strong. They're not as strong as we think, especially defensively. Like, mm-hmm. before the fact that they beat Salzburg 7 1 last season, they could have gone out because Salzburg had chances in both first leg and the early part of the second leg. Like, and, 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 and when you watch it, you go, say, okay, yes, they are good, but if they come up against this ruthless team with their defense, they will get punished. And Vlare will not even that ruthless. Vlare should have beaten them. In the first leg, at least three. Yeah, at least four. In the first, uh, yeah. like it was yeah. so yeah, obvious, and, mm-hmm. and the, and it, uh, to an extent, Bayern were definitely arrogant. Like players were coming out and be like, "Oh, yeah, we should have, we should have put ourselves in a more comfortable position after the first leg." And then Villarreal players were like, "Eh, okay, you know that. Let's let's <laughs> let's, see, let's see how that goes." And even when even when the goal came, like Bayern was so was so exposed when the second, when the last minute goal came from mm-hmm. away, like. And they were level. I don't. I don't know why they had to be so exposed. Like with, with the defense they had, and you can tell, yeah, this team has problems. Like they are still rebuilding, and the rebuilding has not really worked. Because uh, Salamis as sporting director has not worked. Um, Salamis has has been awful. Like one of the reasons why Flick left because his recruitment was poor, and Kevin Sisson did a good job to after they won the Champions League and all whatever. So Bombi seems to have. A lot of influence with the powers that be, and it's still going to be there next season. But if the recruitment doesn't improve, I don't think Nagusma can perform miracles. That's just you, I see it. Um, yeah, in the four Champions League game, Liverpool already won first leg 3 1. So, what was supposed to be a formality eventually ended up being 3 3 to make the time more exciting. But Liverpool are true to the semi final. So, Liverpool obviously have to face Villarreal. And at this point in time, it's easier to say, oh, you know what, Liverpool straight win. The Man City against Madrid, Man City straight to Man City for Liverpool final to determine who wins the quadruple or treble, whatever it is you want to call it. Or As in, this is football, anything can happen. Um, in the Europa League, um, I heard there was a miracle that happened at in France. West Ham found a way past Lyon. Oh, yes, and frankly, even as a Lyon fan, I'm actually glad we are out. Thank God. Because that's. And please, if they can sack him tomorrow morning and we can just move on from this nonsense, I think that would be good. And Lyon were terrible. Like, they considered three. By, by after the time was done, like, even the first by half time was three like, new. By half time, by, by, by basically two up, and Lyon never looked like coming back to it. It was done and dusted. So, and they've been terrible under our boss throughout the season. Off the board, they had probably the worst thing you can, you can think of. Off the board, like, no positional play, nothing, no organization. And it, it they would, even if they had gone through someone else would have game off in the semi final. It's um, as simple as that. West Ham, West, Ham ha, West Ham are going to face Frankfurt in the semi finals, right? Yeah. Then um speaking about Frankfurt, let me tell you, it was it was a surprise. Let's just say it's a surprise. Because after the it was, it was a joy. Boy, boy. <laughs> 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 after the surprise about Javi ball, the ball is sweet, the ball move and everything and okay. How did it get to the point where like, Frankfurt showed up at the camp now and defeated Barcelona three two? I, I think I think the signs were were always on, on the wall like that. Okay, if you put the not play this Javi ball that you play very well, Emma ball. So it, it was very obvious that Frankfurt was not going to be a walkover. And if you can remember um, a snippet from Bullish last, uh, he, he also testified to how good they were on and off the ball. So mm-hmm. I guess they were just a little bit unlucky. There was there was I didn't see the full game, but some of the part of the game I saw, I think Bayern uh, Barca, Barca was a little bit unlucky, and 
they weren't at their best. Or they didn't get to full gear. Yeah, that's the word. They didn't get to yeah. full gear on time. And it cost them heavily in the game. Um, um, clearly, the other semi-final tie has Braga. I think Braga made it through. Mm, I don't... The Braga, Braga didn't Rangers. Rangers did. I think it's Rangers. It's probably... Yes, Rangers. Rangers, Rangers made it through. Rangers Leipzig. Okay. Okay, Rangers Leipzig. Yeah, yeah. Speaking about Leipzig, Christopher Nkuku continued from where he left off and since the, the ever-exciting Atalanta out of Europe. It, it just then, um, please tell me Bodo Glimps didn't find a way past Roma this time around. Sad, sadly, no. sadly, there was no sadly, Roma, 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 Roma trashed, trashed by, by half-time, half Roma was already three up and it was over. So, wow. and I think, I think Roma, Roma had true semi-final, they're facing Leicester and Wow, the other semi final is Marseille, Marseille Fernandez. And speaking of Marseille, for people, for people who are who are listening, who did not see last week's Marseille's last week, yeah, Marseille's game first week last week, go back and watch Dimitri Pires go. It's it's incredible. Just go back and watch beauty. Dimitri Pires go. And that's that's beauty. all I will see. It's a, it's absurd. Yeah, it was an absolute beauty. Um, yeah, there's a new uh, before before I move on to the new segments. Um, like I said, the honor about nothing predictions resumed last week, and sadly. No one predicted any of Barcelona's scores correctly. No one saw the future. And, and I said, just pick a Champions League tie to predict. No one got it right as well. But the predictions have to go on. We still have to give out our Algen 2K. Or is it 3K that is in the account? I think Alemaje will let us know. But <laughs> this this, Liverpool, Liverpool play City. And for some reason, we decided to stick our neck out and say, OK, accurately predict the FA Cup tie between Liverpool and City. The FA Cup tie. If it goes to extra time, predict extra time. If you believe it to go to penalties, please predict penalties. If you believe someone will win during regular time, please mention it now because it's a one-off tie. Accurately predict the score stand a chance to win. Or just okay, we'll probably just make it audience 3k. I'm sure we can raise 1,000 era if we kidnap play or something. I will add it to it. We're willing to give that out. But the rules still stand. Use the hashtag on our nothing predictions. Make sure you are following us. Like and retweet and tag five people. Thank you very much. Um, guys, are you guys ready? We, like I said, I mentioned we have a new segment called The Debate. Every week we try to find a topic for two people to be against each other. We'll find one topic. And today we have Bright against Kunle. So it's a toss-up. Lewandowski, Lewandowski versus Kane. Like this is, I would have said, I was going for Benzema, but we had to make it trickier. Um, who has Lewandowski? Who has Kane? <laughs> anyway, in order of arrival, since Kuli arrived first, Kuli, you get the opportunity to choose who you are, who you would be defending. Lewandowski, okay. I will have to pick Lewandowski. Okay, oh, I like right, to find a way to convince the world that Kuli is better than Lewandowski in sixty seconds. So, Kuli, your time starts now, please. Why is Lewandowski better than Kuli? I, I, I frankly, I cannot say it in one word. Lewandowski is the best player in the world. So, I, I think it's that. <laughs> Like, there's no metric. Like, he's the best player in the world. He's 35 and he's still doing all these things. Like, he's top scoring Champions League. No, in the Europe, top five, no players have more goals than him. For all the old, um, Benzema is in form. Benzema is nobody. And the numbers don't even match with Lewandowski. And his game is beyond numbers. Like, he draws people into play. And again, he's doing these things while being 35. Like, he's playing like he's, a, he's a pressing forward. He's, a number, he's like a false number 10 and a number 9 at the same time. So, is the, I don't think it's up for debate anyway, frankly. Wow. Let me imagine. 
he has shown a good ability. He said that he doesn't take his own for TV. That this is a no contest. But I think you have some points. You need to tell him that we see Kenny week in week out do these things in the league. Yes, he plays for sports and what have you. But we see him. Please, let me just tell him he's wrong. Please. Yeah, I I, I, I think for my argument in support of Kane, Kane has been the golden boot winner in a very shambolic sports side. And he has done it multiple times. On multiple occasions, he has shown that he is a very clinical striker. And considering the fact that the role that Kane has played in this sports side over time has evolved from being a target man to being a tranquilista at times. He, he brings up play. <laughs> Look at his partnership with Usomin. Um, and Kane has shown that he's a player that can suit any style. And I think winning the Golden Boot Award in you know in the inarguably inarguably the hardest league in the world speaks for itself for itself. So with this report of mine, I hope I've been able to convince you and not to confuse you that Hurricane Sir Sir Hurricane is the main to respond to him. <laughs> first, I think first of all you can't say the hardest league in the world because what makes the hardest league in the world is not it's not because team are defending. By, by all the Bundesliga is a very mid block league and very high pressing. So you can't use that metric of games when they go to put in the other league in the world. And also, Lewandowski is a more consistent player. At the start of the season, Kane has not really been up. For the past three seasons, there have been periods whereby Kane has not been up. There's never been a time where Lewandowski has not been up in form. There's never been a point in the past, the past 10 years. Yeah, I, I think, I think uh, Kuli's rebuttal about the in the world is because he obviously knows that German Bundesliga is the farmer's league. So we're just trying to cover out for, for that point. And I think that it goes without saying that whenever Hurricane is off form, is for obvious reasons. The previous one was because of his contract issue, and which in little or no time he was able to um to overcome his woes with regards to his form. I, I don't really think I am a big fan of Lewandowski, but I don't really think Lewandowski has ever been in a difficult situation. Yes, I know I told this a lot about Guardiola and how he has never been in a difficult situation. But I think it counts because when you are in, in, in a team that faces adversity constantly, like the Spurs and Danny Levy's side, I think it's it's extra point for being able to perform at the very best. Anyway, time up. Thank you, guys. Um, Until next week, we'll find the debate. But here you have it. You've seen their debates. Please let us know in the comment section. Who do you guys think is better, Lewandowski or Kane? And please don't mind Mika Richards that said Benzema is not on their level or just finally got to their level. I'm going to have him. He said like he can. I'm Anyway, I'm afraid that's all we can take for tonight. Thank you so much, guys, for being here. The end of our nothing predictions is somewhere in the podcast. Just make sure you take a listen and you stand a chance to win money. Kuli, thank you so much for making time out of your busy schedule. Yeah, mm-hmm. pleasure is home. And I think we've seen um, Otiba doing his middle toy again. I think now he's helping people. He's helping, helping me selling petrol for people in Philip Station. I think it's very interesting. So I, I, want to see, I want to see how Tenebu will respond in this, in this theatrical thing. <laughs> Thank you guys for being here. Have a lovely weekend. All right, guys. Good night, guys.